0: Welcome everyone, um, we're so glad to be with you again today. Uh, this podcast is called A Couple's Journey Through the Bible. I'm joined with my husband Ryan and we just use this time to come and talk around anything that's been illuminative to us and we discuss it and we hope that it really enriches you as we go forward.
1: Yeah, how's it going? So today's um, verse that I just want to uh, start talking through is comes from John chapter 1 verse 10 and um, yeah I've just been thinking a little bit about as I near 40 and um, I think about our bible reading over the years Mm. I'm wanting to really take a step back and say what are the things that I have learned what have we learned what have we spoken about of the hundreds and thousands of sermons or the books or the bible studies or all Mm. of the kinds of things that we've journeyed through what are sort of the key ideas in certain books that um i'm trying to concretize and then say look this is something that god willing we take with us into our next chapter Mm. so that's sort of uh what i'm thinking we may have interruptions along the way but today um i thought i just wanted to start with john chapter 1 verse 10 And the verse says this, it says, he was in the world. So Jesus was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Sure. Yeah. And so today's really when I think about the, the idea is what is the most important thing in our lives? You know, if you had to ask yourself the question, what do you think is the most important thing in your life? And for me, it's this idea of recognizing him, recognizing Mm. Jesus, recognizing uh, where he is, what he's doing, what he's saying, how he's leading. Um, I think that that trumps everything.
0: Yeah, sure. I think that um, Yeah, maybe a lot of people would answer, you know, it's their children or their spouse or their home or their place of living or their job. So I really think like there's, a lot of meat to today saying the most important thing between you and I is nothing material it, and nothing that we have and not even family related, but it is recognizing his voice. So um, I think sometimes we forget that, but I think that's really important to just sit with for a while and ask uh, maybe people listening, could they agree that that would be the most important thing in their lives? And if not, there needs to be maybe some reflection around that. But um so you know, this verse in terms of recognizing God's voice it seems like quite an abstract concept what would you do you have anything that could maybe concretize it and bring it closer to home and we can maybe start from there
1: yeah so I think years and years and years ago um when I was in high school my mom uh purchased or got my dad like one of his dream gifts and um it was this, uh, little car. Uh, I don't want to give the name of the car because people in other countries may not know what that car is. But um, it was a car that my dad had dreamt about driving, you know, for <laughs> many, many years. Mm. Um, and through hard work and waiting and patience and sacrifice, my mom was able to get this gift for uh, mm. my dad. Mm. And we were then invited to sort of a to this um, family lunch at a restaurant. And the way that the the restaurant works is it was sort of on the street, so the car could park in front of the restaurant. And in front of the restaurant, uh, my mom had this car wrapped. I mean, completely wrapped in oh, a present would. with a bow on the top. Yes. Um, and we were all sitting there on his birthday, and he had come from work. Um, and then next to his plate were keys. Was a car key, oh, yeah. and the key itself was wrapped. Um, so. Sure. And it was an amazing thing to me. I think you know, maybe like many dads, years and years ago, with work pressures and things mm. in his mind, um, he he kind of just came came in there and was enjoying the occasion. And we we must have been maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half into it, and all of us were looking <laughs> at this uh, oh, wrapped gosh. car, not wrapped little present. We. We're looking you know, at the key on the table. I even think he picked up the key and was just playing with it in his hand. Um, and he, he just did not recognize mm. the birthday gift or the gift that was right sure. uh, in front of him. Mm. Um, until I think one of the family members, I don't know if it was my mom or uh, my sister or, or my brother, I'm not sure, but one of them shouted at my dad, like, open your eyes, your <laughs> birthday presents right in front of you. And when he saw it, it was like, you know when you see in someone's eyes when a penny drops? Yeah, sure. The penny absolutely dropped, and I saw the sparkle in his eyes, and um, and then it all began. You know, mm. the unraveling and the pulling it The off
0: realization, and yeah. The,
1: and the opening it and the starting the engine and the photos and, and, mm. and all of those things. Now… What's amazing to me is that you can be in the presence of such a gift, and just not recognize mm. it. And and my point, and I have to say this, is not to say like, how on earth could my dad not have seen it? You know, that would never happen to me. Mm. I don't think that that's true. You know, it wasn't expected. He yeah. wasn't aware of it. It was he so never, unusual. He never thought it like was wasn't even part of his wildest dreams yeah. that that could even be a possibility. Yeah. And so this is not to Uh, past judgment or anything like that this is just a like a thing thing this is the thing that happens Mm -hmm. and the point of my story is that i think when it comes to god's activity in a person's personal life uh, it it is um it is so true that many 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 people including myself don't recognize it we don't recognize when God is at work, when God is speaking, when God is leading, mm. what God is saying. It's mm. just like it's so often right in front of us, mm. and yet we, we fail to recognize it.
0: Mm. Oh, man, that story is pretty perfect in the sense of giving us a picture around, you know, just being so unrecognizable about what's blatantly in front of us. I think what a what a if we massage it now and figuring out back to the verse around, well, what has this got to do with God's voice? What I love about the story and as we move into the verse is God is omnipresent and he's all around. So it's not that the gift is there and then we may miss it. It's all around us. We've now got to figure out how do we how do we articulate that voice. Um so the first question that we've got to come to is, well, how? If he's all around, how do we begin to figure out, well, is this God or is this something else?
1: Yeah, so you, you've you got that sense. You know, it says the world did not recognize him. Mm. Um, and I think what's interesting is that I don't want to mistake information for illumination. Mm. You know, we, we can – I think in church circles, in my own experience, we can be exposed to so much Christian content. You know, we can be exposed mm. to sermons and to commentaries and to Bible studies and to podcasts and to books, yeah. um, and to conversations with other people. And still, in the midst of this fire hydrant of information coming at us, I think that there's a difference between accumulating a lot of information. Mm. And illumination. And I would describe illumination a little bit like popcorn. You, you know, when, when when you put popcorn in a microwave and it starts popping, there are moments when when I'm reading God's word or I'm in conversation with someone um, and it's like popcorn happens in my heart. Mm. And very often in the moment, I won't recognize it, but in my time of reflection, even either in the evening or on the weekend or in the morning, uh, I'll be reminded of, oh, I think the Lord was trying to say something there. Mm. And so, you know, for me, it's primarily been through Bible reading. It's it's always been centered around the Bible. And yeah. there have been uh, verses preached or spoken, you know, and you just sort of go passage by passage, verse by verse, that there'll be an idea there that mm. it'll be like, mm. and And I'll know in my spirit this is something that I need to journey with and and sit with.
0: I think, um, wait, on that, uh, you know, just when I camp there, I think that, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it has to begin with Bible reading. It has to begin with God's word because um, also so often I've heard people say, well, God told me, and yet it's actually based in feeling and emotion. It's not based in scripture. And I think a lot of people may misread you know in their minds and hearts what god is saying so i think we've really got to encourage ourselves um and people listening that it's got to be rooted in in the in god's word first in order to recognize what's going on
1: yeah yeah i mean there are (laughs) there is a big debate around this and and i would say that there there are things like um solitude Mm -hmm. you know wise reflection on circumstances uh, community as you engage with friends. Um, definitely the book of Acts would make a case that dreaming and visions are things that God's spirit brings about in terms of direction. But what I would say is wherever you sit on that spectrum, uh, it won't be against, you know, the, the it word won't be opposed to the word of God that, that's um, mm. been written by eyewitnesses and mm-hmm. so generally that is the plumb line by which we can evaluate um, is this God leading or is this God not leading mm. but, but in general I, I would say you know how do you recognize um, God speaking I think that it's not an audible voice um, but I think that it is uh, I think that it is a unique in your conscience, illuminative moment. Mm. And, and it's a little bit hard to describe. For me, it's like when you say to someone, what does honey taste like? It's very hard to actually describe what honey tastes like. Mm. You can say it's sweet and these things, but to describe it is hard. But you know when you've tasted it. yeah. And I think the same thing happens when the Lord speaks to our spirits and to our hearts mm. on things. We will know That was the Lord leading or convicting or encouraging or comforting or rebuking.
0: Yeah. So, something that I've picked up as you've been speaking about how you spoke about this fire hydrant of information, and those aren't bad, but it sounds like we almost need to squeeze that fire hydrant and stop and reflect and listen and pause. Would you agree with that? Um, You know, because I don't want us to continue, you know, stop that fire hydrant altogether. But when we stop, do you feel like the voice comes then? Or do you think the voice could come whilst we're receiving the information?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's separate to information. And I definitely don't have an anti-intellectualism mm. worldview. I think that the issue is that within the context of an overload of information, the main mm. thing that we are praying for is prudence and discernment. Yeah, And that's where I think solitude, yeah. community, yeah. Uh, quiet times, reflection, those things help us filter and sift and discern mm. uh, the amount of information that, that's coming our way.
0: Okay, so so you've said that it's not audible and it's difficult to describe and you know when you know, but how do you tell other people? So now, how do you go about this? Where, or have you felt that you've gone through your day and you've thought, well, is that God or isn't that God? Like, am, am I guessing? And what happens if I get it wrong and that wasn't him and that was just... Really, just the way the clouds were forming in the sky. Like, what do we do about that?
1: Yeah, I think that that again, you know, this is a verse I, I, I'm I, I'm Chewing been, I've chewed on for a long, long time, and I'm not like, mm. "Thus says the Lord, and this is the way." Mm. Uh, I'm just saying that it's grabbed my attention enough to say that Jesus was in the world, and though He made the world, mm. it says here. The world did not recognize him. So what I can say from this verse and idea, it is possible to live a life and not recognize God's voice and God's activity in your life. Now, within that context, it can often feel like in our relationship with God that we are guessing. You know, Mm -hmm. did God say this? Is God telling me to do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I often heard a helpful, well, I heard a helpful illustration saying that God's will is more like a highway mm-hmm. and less like a tightrope. So there is freedom, you know, and, and and I think that in this relationship with God, by grace, and on the grounds of the cross, there is freedom to get it right, yeah, and there is freedom to get it wrong, yeah. And and I think, God, are you speaking to me? Okay, I'm going to walk out in faith. And when we get it wrong, you know, I think the answer is, well, I got it wrong. And then, Lord, this was my um, offering or my sacrifice of love to you. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you'd see my heart in this is my attempt of obedience and of love to you and, and to grow in wisdom as we consistently try and, and walk by faith and walk um, obediently. But I think to not be discerning and to not seek God over it and to not mm. um, uh, um, keep in step with how he's leading, I think there are missed opportunities and discoveries and joys in our lives that that we miss. Yeah. And I think over time, maybe when I'm 80, I'll be able to be more articulate and say that through patterns and through reflection and through patience, mm-hmm. um you know, being slow to speak and quick to listen, uh, more of a reclined resting. We'll spend so much less time fretting and frenetic and so much more time like a skilled archer with years and years and years of walking with Jesus, recognizing his voice. And, you know, one very important thing that I want to say is that there is a promise that that Jesus has made a promise within this context. you know, in John ten twenty seven, he says, "My sheep, uh, which is you know us, belonging to him and following the shepherd." It says, "My sheep listen to my voice. Um, I know them, and they follow me." And so I've always loved that. There's there's this promise here that that my sheep will listen yeah. to my voice. In other words, God is speaking, mm. and I know them. I, I know. When they're guessing, when they're not, when mm-hmm. they, you, you know, I know them. I know what's going on. I know their weaknesses. Um, I know how to speak to various yeah. sheep separately and differently. And it yeah. says, and 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 they'll recognize my voice. You know, they'll listen to my voice and they'll follow me. Mm. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's wonderful. I think to sum up that we've what we've shared around. We should, you know, what happens if we get it wrong? don't not, you know, listen, like try. I've seen in our lives, you know, where we've kind of asked the question, well, is this God and isn't it God? And we've gone out on a whim and it may, it didn't turn out the way we thought. And then we're back asking the question, well, maybe it wasn't God, but he's redeemed that situation or he's grown us. But at the end of the day, our heart has been to obey. Our heart has been to try follow. And we are his and we're learning his voice and we want to follow. And I think, so to encourage people out there, don't be fearful and not do anything. Because I fear that you are going to have a missed opportunity the way you've, you've just shared, you know.
1: Yeah, so the, I, I just wanted to close with this prayer as something for us to reflect on. And it's from Psalm 105 verses 3 to 4 and it's from the message version. But this encouragement to us is, it says, um, keep your eyes open for God. And I love that. So when we wake up tomorrow morning and mornings after that, journey with us first and say, you know, Lord, help me keep my eyes open for you. And then it says, watch for his works. You know, not your works, but watch for his works. Where is he at work and who is he at work in? and where do you fit into that? And then it says, be alert for signs of his presence. And that may be at a national level. It may be at a global level. It may be at a community level within your work. It may be at a family level. And it may be at an individual level. But it's keep your eyes open for God. Watch for His works and be alert for signs of His presence. Because we do live within the truth that the world did not recognize Him. And that would be a God-awful shame if mm-hmm. we got to the end of our lives. And said, God, I did not recognize mm-hmm. where and when you were at work in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. This has been a really wonderful time. Thanks so much, Mara. Um, we just want to reach out and say thanks to everyone who have emailed us via our website. Um, we really appreciate your feedback. And just so you know, we are completely confidential. So, Thank you so much for those um, emails and if you do want to reach out please go visit us at strengthen.org.za and we look forward to hearing from you